0: www.bottlenecktobreakthrough.com.
1: This is The Real Bottom Line, where we tell entrepreneurial stories about true grit and perseverance from frontline business owners themselves. Now, let's get started.
0: What kind of entrepreneur are you? Are you someone who has replaced a job? A lifestyle entrepreneur, are you growing something big? Because it affects the kind of team you will need to get to success. Welcome to the Real Bottom Line Financial Besties Edition, where Francis and I are going to talk about that today. Welcome, Francis. Hi, it's
1: great to be here again.
0: Yes, 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 yes. All right. Tell me, tell me what comes up to you when you think of those three different types of entrepreneurs. You've probably dealt with all of them, when you're when you work with all kinds of different business owners. Um, I've been all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Even better. Okay. So the person who's just replacing their job, let's talk about them. What is the characteristics of someone like that that you've
1: seen? Um they're they're usually really good at what they do. I mean every everybody is um but they're they have a confidence because they have a long time in doing it. They usually have a good network of of you know people around them within that industry. Um, so that's really helpful. They're mostly thinking in terms of um, you know making sure that the the flow of customers and work is as even as possible. Oh yeah, um, and they tend to be just thinking in terms of let's keep this the way it is, because that's what they're used to in a job.
0: right. So when um the thing that I thought about there is is that do you think they're mostly solopreneurs? Do they ever grow past a little bit past that or is it mostly they're it's just them against the world, so to speak?
1: Yeah, it's usually just them against the world. If they do build into something else, then they become one of the other entrepreneurs. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah yeah. 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 What do you see them struggle with the most? Uh, oh, a, a couple things. Um depending on the role that they used to have getting sales because they're not they're used to the work just laying on their desk yeah yeah um and then not having a support system because Mm. they're even you know they're used to having somebody that they can hand things off or you know the it person they can call if something's going wrong so that seems that's what i'm seeing of those two things what about you
0: i see two things pricing appropriately their their product or service offering and i also see potentially boundaries in the sense that um, they may end up working more than they did before just because now there's all these added tasks of running a business beyond just doing the service or product that they're used to doing so i think that it can sometimes lead into an expansion and use of time if they don't have the systems and processes in place
1: right yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes people will start a business in that kind of situation because they're looking at the boss or the, the yeah. corporation or whatever, and they're saying, I can do a better job than that.
0: Right. And not,
1: not recognizing all that goes into running a business. Yeah. Yes.
0: I think the biggest thing too, is uh, I'm hoping you'll agree is, is they need to be planning for their uh, check to cut to the government for taxes. Uh, right. for their, and I see that sometimes that kind of gets forgotten and I call CRA um or the IRS our silent partner in business and life unless you make them cranky
1: yeah <laughs> yeah they, they they can get cranky but they're people you know yes, and yes. and in a lot of cases you just if you treat them like people you'll get that back so and I think we're going to talk about that more in later episodes because I could talk about that for hours because there's some really <laughs> you know, there's some good things about that there's some good yes. things you can do there.
0: I, I did not know when I got into this industry that I would come to love tax planning and strategy and same with life insurance. Like these things, uh, I had no idea that I would love them. They're so good. <laughs> There's so many things you can do there. Okay, let's move on to the lifestyle entrepreneur. So I think they're a little bit bigger. They may have a support team, like employees, or maybe they have a few independent contractors. What do you
1: think? They tend, yeah, oh. If they want to scale beyond a certain number, like there, there is a cap that you can do as, as a lifestyle entrepreneur, if you don't have any help at all. Right. Right. So think
0: that number is, or is it, is it, is it, is it different per business?
1: No, it, it's service-based, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what we're talking about here. Um, I, I think it's like 150, 200,000, you know, mm-hmm. you, you just can't go beyond that without more help. And so, it, I mean, it used to be like a hundred thousand, but, but I'm counting in a little bit of inflation here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, but, and it's yeah. clear that whatever type of entrepreneur you are, there is, there is no shame in whatever one you choose. It is, it's just about being ready and planning. So now when we move into the growth one, this is somebody who is building a business to scale and, mm-hmm. um, they're looking, they're, they're they're ready to do the work to go bigger and bigger and have more uh, exposure. Um, is that your experience as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, people can move through those or absolutely, I've yeah. also seen people move from lifestyle to growth and then back to lifestyle, Yeah. realizing that that's really what they want is to have. I mean, every business is a lifestyle business because it is your life. Truth. Right, right. Yep. But um, yeah, lifestyle businesses, some people use it as a derogatory term, but I like to think of it as just you get to choose.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah, so growth people, yeah, that part of that growth is in having other people around. Um, part of that is because you need to have really good systems yes. in order to grow. And somebody who has that entrepreneurial vision mind, isn't always the best at making systems. And so that's like what you've told me that, I love that idea of like the first hire should be a systems person to help you put that in place so that then you can bring in other people. Yeah. So what's your experience with growth people?
0: I find with growth people, um, it's, about, it's, it's, a, it's about when do they hire? How do they afford to hire that person? Because maybe yeah. it's not quite all there to do. So it's a it's a how do I swing getting this person when blah, blah, blah is still happening? So that yeah. it's there's some risk involved. I think that there's a little bit more risk that the growth person has to be prepared to take on um, yeah. because now they're going to ever as soon as you add people, you add risk, you add complexity, you add a few other things that you need to think about. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes they wait too long to bring in some independent advisors, whether that is their bookkeeper uh, or their, you know, uh, even someone like myself to do some financial planning so that they're, you know, because they're so focused on the building of today, they're not looking a, a way out and they need somebody to help them figure to make sure that they're building the things to get where they wanna go.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that went to hire. Um, one piece of advice I've heard from everybody who has yeah. hired is you're never going to feel ready do it before you feel ready yes. and it will it will what it'll do is it'll free you up and work will flow in to fill the gap yeah. so yeah don't be afraid of that there's a lot there there's a lot to hiring and I, I think yes. that's an episode where we should dive episode. into as well yeah
0: yeah and and yeah. how to maybe do a few things to prep yourself for that so that you um, do the right hire, but also are prepared mon- from a monetary perspective and a mindset perspective. Um, you know, because no. again, even though we're really good at building a company, we may not be good at leading people. It's it's there's so many elements that we kind of have to figure out to to do that. So when we think about growing a team, um, what other people do you think need to be on? Is there a specific kind of team we need for the so the the uh, replacing the job versus the lifestyle versus the growth.
1: Yeah. And if we're talking about growth, um, there's a couple, one of the big questions I get is should I hire somebody who's experienced, but expensive or somebody who's less expensive that I can train. And my advice is hire somebody who's experienced until you have the systems and the training in place to be able to train somebody because what ha- what ends up happening is uh, people will hire somebody who's inexperienced think they're going to train them and then not train them <laughs> and then be upset they're not doing the work what do you mean you are reading doing... <laughs> my
0: mind <laughs> yeah.
1: here i showed you once you know
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. i have yeah. learned that the hard way too, francis and i do think we need yeah. to um uh recognize that it's it's not just an expense; it's actually an investment that will have our business grow faster as a result of us not having to spend that time bringing that person up to speed.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're they they get to help making money for you way quicker,
0: way faster. Yeah, yeah. so that re- investment starts to see a return more faster. Yeah,
1: faster, faster. <laughs> <laughs> much more faster. Yeah, much more faster. Um, and and the other thing that comes up a lot is should I hire somebody to do my sales? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what your thinking is on that one, but for me, my thinking is you are your salesperson until you've got a system in place. Again, here with the systems, right? Yeah. Once you have a system in place and you can plug someone into it, then you can hire that. But you are your own first salesperson and you were the you were the best person for it yeah um certainly at the beginning and so no your first hires should not be salespeople. Yeah, and a lot of people want to because they hate that part
0: Uh, absolutely I would ask our our listeners to go back to the real bottom line episode with Jillian Selby where we talk a lot about sales because she's a sales trainer and if you don't have the skill set then that go get it go get the yeah. sales set because you need to do it. And it's actually not that hard. Honestly.
1: It's not that hard. You re- really, what you're trying to do is find people who will benefit from what you do yeah. and then, you know, check in with them to make sure that you can help them. And if you can help them, why wouldn't they hire you? Like it, that's the, that's the approach. I think that works best.
0: I agree. And uh, I just want to circle back for a second on um, hiring the experienced versus the junior. Mm -hmm. Um, I had another episode where I was talking to somebody about that very question, and she blew my mind when she said, if you you need to hire at the right level, at the strategy level, or you're still going to be doing it. And the example I use on that side is uh, I've only been trying to find someone to manage my emails for 10 years. But when I, you know, every time I bring someone in who's not done this 10 times, then I'm, they're asking me, what is the system? I'm thinking to myself, if I knew the system, I wouldn't yeah. have had to bring it in. So this is the level I think people need to start thinking about is an invest in the highest level of talent that you can possibly afford because it will springboard your business and you will have a return much, much quicker. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, even just using that example, you're not going to lose opportunities because they drop down into your inbox you're not going to um forget to do things because you know you won't forget to pay you know and and charges on top of that so it's amazing how quickly your staff will pay for themselves if you let them do you have
0: an opinion on virtual assistants versus full-time employees
1: well it depends on how much help you need um, personally, I think virtual assistants, because then you can hire a couple of different ones based on their set. Oh.
0: Um,
1: I just, I just wrote an article, um, on the be your own CFO newsletter about, um, this idea of, um, holy crap, it's gone. <laughs> 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 Start saying just, a just sentence. Just go
0: read the article, go on yeah. LinkedIn, find <laughs> Francis and read the article and it'll all become clear. It'll be great. And we'll put, a, we'll put a, a link to that in the show notes because there is so much to consider when you're thinking about virtual versus independent contractor versus employee and things you want oh. to consider not only from a funding perspective and an obligation perspective, but from a tax perspective.
1: Francis. Right, yeah. Okay, so I did remember. So yeah, I just wrote an article in the Be Your Own CFO newsletter about this very thing. And I talked about this idea of, now this was a few years ago um, when we were all in place in the office, but people would come to me and say, I wanna hire a bookkeeper who can do all the bookkeeping, answer the phones, um, do all the HR stuff, you know, talk to the Guilty. staff, <laughs> right? And, and, I, and I, I would say to them, you're looking for like three people there because no one person has that ability you're also looking at work that's like bookkeeping is heads down work. You can't do that sort of while you're doing other things because you have to keep track of things over a, yeah. a you know period of time that you're working on it. Um, plus, kind of the person who wants to do that is not the gregarious person who's going to be the front of your business that you want. And yeah. so... So to answer that question, I think it's it's helpful to be able to have multiple people in place yeah. to take on the specific roles that you need doing. And then the, they bring expertise in their specific area.
0: I'm going to relate that also back to marketing as well, Frances, because I am guilty of that. And I am also guilty of the following. I would like to hire someone can do content, update my website, distribute all my social media, and maybe shoot some videos and edit them for me. And I have been assured that person is a unicorn and I will never find them. So I think we're all guilty of that. And I love your idea of finding people whose individual expertise is there. And what you may end up doing too is finding someone who can project manage them as part time as well. And that can really pull everything together for
1: you. Right. Yeah. And then there's also this piece of, um, as you're talking about your unicorn person, I'm thinking, okay, well, there's somebody here at one pay level. But you're also asking somebody to be at a much, somebody that you would end up paying a lot more. Yeah. So if you're paying at that pay level and then they're doing this other stuff, then you're overpaying. Right, the value the of, of,
0: the, of the task.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Strategy should cost more than, ta- than task.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah.
0: But the, stra- the right strategy, again, frees up your brain to focus on what you're, as a business owner, should be doing. Exactly, um yes, advisory level, Frances. so we've talked about the team operationally. We've talked a little bit about uh, advisory. I think this could also be where um, we introduce masterminds and business coaches and things of that nature that people should be
1: considering along the way. Yeah, yeah, you can't do it alone, and um you know, um, you have to be able to talk about your business to other people who get it because I know you want to talk to your family about it, but they love you. And all they're worried about is, is, are you okay? And so when you start talking about a problem you're having in your business, they just, their thought is, oh, that's too hard for you, dear. Why don't you get, you know, get a job, then you don't have to worry about that. And, you know, that's not what you, you want to be able to talk it through. Because, yeah, we all face stuff in our business. And to be able to talk to another group, uh, or a group of people, or another person, or an advisor who can, like you said, bring in that other viewpoint, or you know, bring their expertise to bear. Because we're all good at different things, and if you've got a group of people, then all the things are there.
0: Mm. <laughs> so I think the real bottom line here today, Francis, is no matter what type of entrepreneur you are, you do need a team. You need to have people who work with you uh, at different levels as you grow your business. Your business is making a profit, you're growing, but you may still feel like you don't fully have a grasp on how to make the best use of this success. Don't worry, you're not alone. Hi, I'm Wendy Brookhouse, creator of the Total Wealth Accelerator and host of this podcast. I've developed a quick and easy tool that will give you a detailed snapshot of where you're currently at in your business and wealth growth and how you can improve upon it. It's called your financial diagnostic score it's completely free and you'll instantly get the results. So head over to TotalWealthScore.com right now and see where you can focus to grow your wealth. Wow, there was just so much learning in this episode. Do you want more? I have a special offer for the right entrepreneur, a complimentary one-on-one coaching session that is all about you, your business, and and your goals so that you can accelerate your business and start to accelerate the growth of your net worth. Head over to wealthcoachwithwendy.com. There you will find a letter that kind of outlines all the details of this offer and also an application form. We have an application form because there's such a limited number of of slots that we're opening up for this, that we wanna make sure that the people that um, uh, are successful in getting the slot, we can make the biggest difference with. So head over to wealthcoachingwithwendy.com and apply today. Thanks.